Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Danny Roth. And we're doing a big one today. We are doing one of the biggest ones we've ever done, it feels like. Because this is like the... This was like a song versus song long before we start, started this podcast. It's going to be Tupac's California Love versus Biggie's Mo Money, Mo Problems. Yes, it is Bad Boys versus Death Row. Yeah, the, the eternal rivalry etched into music history, I guess. I mean, it's the only song versus song that, you know, I mean, they died because of this feud. That is... And we never caught any of them. We never caught either's killers. That's, I, that's, insane yes. to, that's insane to think about. It is. We'll probably talk about some <laughs> of that. I actually have one thing I'll say because I think it relates specifically to the quality of one of actually to both of the songs, but mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's been it's been several decades. We can probably with with some hindsight speak about it, I hope. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, what was your gut reaction cuz so we did it, you know, to show how the sausage is made. You moved to the West Coast and I immediately thought, well, well now we have to do an East Coast West Coast <laughs> rivalry episode. Yeah. It just seems like such a no-brainer. We have to do it. So I think at the time I had told myself that no matter what, I would take East Coast because I'm on the East Coast. But I'm curious if did you lean one way or the other and did you lean towards the coast upon which you presently exist? And which I am actually from. I am a West Coast. Uh, you were born. You were born in the West. Yes. But raised in and the I was, South. And I was born in the great state of New Jersey. Take a drink. <laughs> yeah, that's, it is what it is. I picked California to live in and for the purpose of this podcast, I also picked the California song. All right. I, you know what? I'll, I'll, for the purposes of how we're starting, mm-hmm. I'll take more money, more problems. But it's tough for me because even though I am from the East Coast, have almost solely lived on the east coast my entire life i was never really big on the east coast rap game oh really no i re- like you're all about I that def- g-funk yeah 100 percent. i like it wasn't that like i disliked bad boys and i, I love wu-tang they're they're an east coast band but um i remember in 1992 when dre's the chronic came out and that hit me like a ton of bricks. That was one of, to me, just this incredible record. And it informed, I think, a lot of what it is that I love about rap, right? Came mm-hmm. from that record and came from um, nothing but a G thing specifically, right? Like just to yeah. me, one of like the great, most perfect tracks of all time. Certainly to me, it's in the top five greatest tracks of the 90s. Um and that has a big influence on how I see both of these songs, but especially California Love. Well, let me ask you this. I was like, did I pick right? I mean, did I pick the two right songs to go with? And then I was like, wait, you picked these songs, didn't you? And then I remember, no, I can't remember. I know, I know I did not. I just said that we should do an East Coast, West Coast, and you came up with these two songs. Yeah. So my question is, did I pick the right Biggie song? Because I'm absolutely certain I picked the right Tupac song. That is the Tupac song. So it's very hard for me to sort of classify where I'd go on that, right? Mm-hmm. Because Hypnotize is great. Juicy is great. I 
because I have a, a particular fondness for that G-Funk, I have a real preference for Big Papa because it has that kind of laid back, mind on my money, money on my mind mm-hmm. kind of quality to it. And laid so that song- back. But it does, it feels a little more in what is my wheelhouse, what I what it is that I like about rap music from that era. Yeah, so, you know, that, for me, that's like that's like my biggie song is Big Papa. I fucking love that track. Yeah, that is good. It's got the G-Funk organ in it, definitely. I went with Mo Money, Mo Problems because that always seemed to me like, in hindsight, that was the biggie song because, like, I remember, like, Puff Daddy in a tri- biggie tribute, like, 10 years at, on the 10-year anniversary of his death. He came out, and the one he did was uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems, and then he finished it off with uh, California Love to, you know... As an indicator, he's like, that's all in the past. We believe in peace now. Peace between the coasts. Uh-huh. And so I was like, yeah, Mo Money, Mo Problems is the one. But like in hindsight, like those three other songs are just like on an equal plane of like prominence. Maybe some are a little higher, a little lower, but like Big Papa and Juicy and Hypnotize, those are, they all have a decent claim to being the notorious B.I.G. song. It's Mo Money, Mo Problems kind of took it for me because like in hindsight after because it was a posthumous song it came out after biggie died it did and that was the one that is like oh he the pro the money and problems killed him so this is like it had bigger weight more weight on it than uh see it i it, i had no idea that you would put this much thought i literally yeah. just thought it was the tupac song you picked was sort of the natural contender yeah it happened to have somebody else on the track Dre, yeah. and more money, more problems. Also has other people on the track. That's it. I didn't think about it that hard. I was just trying to figure out in hindsight why I picked these, like because it seemed very natural to me. And you know, it was like this is the Tupac song and the Biggie song, but it's is it really like these are arguably a Dre song versus a Puffy song? Yeah, that's the other thing about it that's sort of interesting. I don't, I don't really have a good question here. I don't have a good an- question. I have a good <laughs> answer. But what I will say is this. I think that it's easier for us, you and I, to do these songs because we had talked about doing what? Fuck the police versus um, what was, uh, what was fight the power. Yeah. And we realized immediately that we were out of our depth. The thing about Mo Money, Mo Problems and California Love is that they're more just fun. These are fun songs, despite the, the death part. Yeah. But they are the songs on their face are fun you know you can say and be right about the fact that this is a posthumous track for biggie but the music video is very goofy yeah it's very celebratory a lot of shiny suits in it yeah so you know to me like and 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 california love obviously is this like thunderdome mad max type of thing so they're just fun tracks and the the music videos for that i think kind of play that out so we can talk about sort of the serious background elements for both of these songs, but it made sense to do these two together because they are, I think, a little light and sort of, if we decided, like, we just don't have the strength to handle the seriousness, we can leave that towards the back and focus on the stuff that's fun. Yeah. Well, we are going to do Fuck the Police versus Fight the Power at some point, perhaps in less fraught times, but if those ever exist again... Here's what I believe. Um, we are at the threshold of what is either the end times or the moment in which things turn out okay in the end, surprisingly. 
And I think in this moment, the last fucking thing anybody wants is to hear us fucking <laughs> go on and on about those two tracks. I'm we're here, we're here to make people feel good. I don't know that we always succeed, but that's always the effort. So these two songs you led with California Love. That was sort mm-hmm. of the let's so let's talk about that track. I said to someone is like Tupac's biggest song is his best song easily. Like it's just a perfect song. It's just immaculate. I didn't realize this till much later because California Love is so much bigger than all these other songs, but it's like kind of Frankenstein from a whole bunch of different songs, or at least three major ones. One is uh, Joe Cocker's Woman to Woman, which is, yep. I've heard that that beat sampled a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially... Ultra, Ultra Magnetic MCs did a track on it that I happen to like. Yeah, I, I randomly ran across the EPMD one that was listed just on my own, Knickknack Paddywhack. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, that's the California Love uh, beat. And so apparently a lot of people had used it before uh, California Love used it definitively. And uh, there's also uh, West Coast Pop Lock, which is where the hook comes from. That is mm-hmm. like the Uptown Funk. Like that's what Uptown Funk is copying. West Coast Pop Lock from 1982. Right. And uh, one more. and That's a minor one. That's a uh, Zaps dance floor. That's. The singer is Roger Troutman, the lead singer of Zap. Yep. And uh, that's another one I was... That, matter of fact, that's a, a lot of 90s hip-hop songs are songs I like know back and forth, and then I'll just be randomly cruising older songs. Like, oh, that's that thing from that thing. I know that. So when I, like, Dance Floor by Zap was one of them. It was like, oh, that's that's a... a they put that in California Love. That's amazing. So Grandma's Hands by Bill Withers is the the, the beat for No Diggity. <laughs> that's another one that always kind of surprised me. I was like, whoa. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the so the production on that is great. Mm-hmm. That I think is probably in some ways the one of the best things about that track. Oh yeah. I that's... have a I have a criticism about California Love. Go on. This is a song that I like very much, and I have never actually sat down and really thought critically about it, to be honest, until this episode rolled around. Yeah, it's not not a song you have to think about very hard. You just enjoy it. So here's my critique. Okay. Again, as a as a Dr. Dre fan, as a child, certainly, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, however I may feel about him now, which is obviously a lot more complex, I loved him in 92 when The Chronic came out, and... The stuff that he was doing with Snoop was, like, unreal. Just him and Snoop, Ain't Nothing But A G Thing, is like, just the flow of that song is perfect. And the way these two men play off of each other is just, that's lightning in a bottle. That's luck. You'd never, like, that's that's like proof that a god exists. It's so good. No, you know, like, People don't really rate Dre as a rapper because, you know, it's pretty well known that he doesn't write his own rhymes. But I really love his delivery as a rapper, his flow as a rapper. Though just when he when he speaks, I think he's like the coolest guy in the universe. Like no one really gives him credit for that. But like he's got a presence, you know. Absolutely. But what I will tell you, the thing that really jumped about that era is the is, you know, not to be like hokey about it but it's the love you know what I mean like <laughs> the California just love like, there's some but there's real love between Snoop and Dre and I'll tell you there yeah. is in my mind zero love between Dre and Tupac 
None. <laughs> I get no, there's. I feel no. There's like there's like a a, a six feet of social distancing for coronavirus yeah. between the between these two guys for the whole track. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't. I don't feel that that vibe that Dre had with Snoop and that he then later had with M. Like he just doesn't like. It's a good track, but it's like, like you said, this sort of Frankenstein of things. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I can actually see the seams. Well, you know that is a that is a funny thing. You know, I'm not sure how much what Dre thought about Tupac. Like they were on the same label, and like by '95, Dre was getting real sick of Death Row's bullshit. Is what I understand. Well, there was a lot. So that's yeah. This is the big. This is the big topic. I can tell you for a fact that Tupac did not like Dre. He so he he came and worked. As my understanding is that he worked with Dre because he had just got out of jail. Out on jail, fresh out on bail, California dreaming. Go on. Yep. And uh, he was thinking like he just wasn't getting the type of success that he felt that he should have been. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know I certainly agree. I mean I've been a huge fan of his ever since I saw him in the in the classic film Nothing But Trouble. I've always no. felt that the man was destined for greatness. No, I, I do love Tupac. I don't, and I also I don't, like I don't know Nothing that But one. Trouble. Nothing But Trouble is what is infamously I think considered to be one of the worst movies ever made. But, I love that movie. That's a topic for another day. The point is that he never at the time felt like he was like blowing up the way that he should be or that death row wasn't quite treating him the way that they should be. So he wanted to get on a track with Dre because at the time this was supposed to be the era of the chronic two. Right. And so he thought this is an opportunity. I'll work with Dre. Dre's a good producer. Dre's still hot. Not Mm -hmm. realizing that this was sort of Dre on the way out. Right. Or at least at the time. And so he basically worked with Dre for the money. Like this was about money period money and prestige and after this they had a falling out because Tupac resented the fact that when Snoop was at court Mm -hmm. Dre didn't show up to court so he felt that that Dre was disloyal and so there was a real animosity about that and also there's a bit of a blood crip thing that we won't get into because I don't <laughs> think either of us is qualified to speak on that but that you know there is some discussion as to whether or not that is a, a thing that matters but or like to what degree that was an influence but what I would say is knowing that and also knowing that you know these guys were not really tight does impact the track for me and I can hear it I can to me I it just doesn't quite feel as gelled and perfect and seamless as when Dre was doing stuff with Snoop where they just clicked. Everything that they did just sounded perfect. Like they were born to be in the rap game together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I I didn't know about this till I was researching it. I this wasn't even supposed to be a Tupac song. Like this is is be Dre featuring Dre, Pac, Dre had like not three Pac lyrics, Dre. yeah. Yeah. It was for the Chronic Two, which is a one of many Dre albums that has not come out, that never never got released, and uh, actually, California Love does not appear on any of Tupac's albums either. Not the ones that came no. out while he was live. It was uh, when he released his final uh, living album, All Eyes on Me. There's a remix of California Love on there, and it sucks, but not the original actual California Love that we all know and love with the uh, the Mad Max uh, video, right? It's just interesting because this is part of a, an era where 
I think that Pac felt a certain allegiance in a way to Suge because Suge got him out of jail. But he also felt disrespected, right? It wasn't just Dre. It was just the whole situation. Like, for a guy that felt that Dre did wasn't respecting Death Row Records, Tupac was literally trying to get away from Death Row Records. You know, he had the new name, Machiavelli. He was starting his own label. Right before he died, you know, his whole plan was to get the fuck away from Death Row Records. <laughs> you know, I, I have this bizarre memory of after Tupac died, like, uh, and I, like, Tupac was so famous that even I knew who he was at the time, and I was not listening to popular music, and certainly not hip hop at all. But I remember a, a a classmate coming to me and was like trying to swear, it's like, no, Tupac's not dead. There's this other rapper named Machiavelli, and it's just Tupac oh, in disguise. <laughs> yep. Yes, that is. You know, it's like, no, that's Tupac Shakur. A- like, that was a thing he was working on before he died. It wasn't a secret. Why did you tell me this, Jason? I still remember this. I was 13. It's very yeah. frustrating to me. We used to have fun conspiracies. Remember <laughs> that? Well, I you mean. Know, where, where's where's the Q drop about Tupac? I don't know. I, th- I think that one's still around. People the th- Pac think- drop. Drop that Pac. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, it. Like- Q is going to say that Tupac. If Q says that Tupac is still alive. That's going to reevaluate everything for me. It won't. It won't. That's a lie. But um, but I'm just saying, like, that was definitely one of those things that I remember, like, just for years and years. And, and, and even today, there are still people that think he's still alive. Well, it's because he recorded so much material that he didn't release that he's actually released more of it dead than alive. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, Biggie left almost nothing. So, we, like, we know he's dead. If he were still alive, he'd, they'd be finding new tapes from him. All the time, but... Yeah, no, it's not like that, you know? It's like, people think Tupac's still alive in the way that people think Elvis and Andy Kaufman are still alive, you know? Yeah. And to people s- really and people really do hang on to that stuff. Isn't that wild? He's definitely dead, folks. I yeah. hate... I mean, it's a, it's sad. I wish he was still alive. I he mean, seemed like a pretty good guy. Had a great... He like felt he was going to have a great movie career. He was a very good actor. He was good. Yeah. Um, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to ask who's the better rapper, though, at some point during this episode, which is gonna be very painful. I can't. I, I'm already abstaining from that. I, ugh, jeez. Who's better Weird. between Pac and, and 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 Puff Daddy? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I I totally get what you mean when you know there's not a, a super lot of chemistry between those two guys, Dre and Pac, and they're probably. I get the feeling that. Puffy really did like and respect Christopher Notorious B.I.G. Wallace. But here's the thing. I know every single word of California love, not just because I've heard it so many times, but because every single line on that thing hits versus Mo Money, Mo Problems. It's funny. I was seeing this girl off and on. We'd like hang out at the karaoke bar together and she liked singing the hooks on rap songs. She was like, let's do Mama Money Problems. Like, you know that. And it's like, yeah, I know that. I've listened to it six bajillion times. And then I realized, oh, my God, I don't know a single word of Puffy's verse. I Well, yes, <laughs> this is this is going to be one of those things where. All right. We, so the only one the other thing I wanted to say about California Love, you know, we talked about the yeah. fact that um, that it has this uh, at least there's a bunch of different songs. But Joe Cocker's Woman to Woman is mm-hmm. great. It's a great like listen. Just listen to that track on its own. By the way, I listened to it for the first time today. It's not, 
it was a pretty minor single at the time, 1972. It hits pretty hard. I think it's great. I actually think that's a really great track. And yeah, it's pretty of course, impressive. You know, Roger Troutman is the other like that's. I think that if you didn't have Roger Troutman, like like since he's sort of the the social distancing rod between the two rappers, yeah, like you couldn't have asked for a better one of those because he's great. So that's that's the strength of it. Like I don't, I I came up with the criticism because I wanted to have one, and yeah. I just genuinely had never had one before. I mean, I think that's a fair point. Like, I don't think you pulled that out of your ass. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't pull. But, all right. Oh, yeah. So, so let's let's talk. Let's 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 hop over to, to the bad boys. Let's yeah. just be two bad boys, you and me. <laughs> I'm um, coming out. Yes. Well, th- so that's the first thing to say. The reason why I was talking about Joe Cocker is because if you're going to do that, the very first thing that you have to do is be like, well, I'm coming out, Diana Ross. Great song. Wh- what a That's a fucking great song. What a great song. I can't believe that... Bad Boys made a straight version of that song. <laughs> Unbelievable. It, yeah, Mo Money Mo Problems is a is a very heterosexual song. It that's certainly a thing that I, I think it's so interesting that they took a song called I'm Coming Out and were like, it'll be fine. I mean it, it was, you know, I mean there's really no critique there. I'm not mad. I'm not mad that they took a song that is a as a gay anthem and did a very straight thing. I don't like I don't feel like they appropriated anything. Um, but it is kind of humorous. Um, the best thing about we don't really talk problems, about yeah we don't really talk about Puffy as a producer, but you know finish your sentence. Yeah, um, the best thing about Mo Money Mo Problems, it, other than um, than Biggie's verse, is either that song or um, the topic. This is my <laughs> this is it. So California Love, like it's fine, but that's not about a goddamn thing. Um, it's about the greatness of Pasadena, good old Watts, city of Compton. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sure, like, but the thing is, like, it doesn't speak to me. You know what speaks yeah. to me, though? Mo money, mo problems. I definitely, like, 100% like thinking about Sean and thinking about Biggie and thinking about all those cats and, like, just thinking about that whole lifestyle in general. Mm-hmm. You come from nothing, all of a sudden you got millions of dollars, and, like, everybody's knocking down the door. And a billion other problems that are coming on along with is not easy. It's not an easy thing to navigate. You know, it's a funny thing because there's not a, actually a whole lot of uh, money causing problems within the verses of the song. I know. But like, I mean, like just the fact that we know that money did, in fact, cause Biggie serious and eventually fatal problems. I think that like it's just like the legend of the notorious B.I.G. Just like there's this humongous shadow over over the song that re- like lends it weight that it might not otherwise have like gravity like it hits you when you listen to it yeah like it's a, it's a funny thing though like i remember like i was just starting to be aware of hip hop in 1997 like the at best i knew you can't touch this and gangsta's paradise like that was about it but i was starting to be aware and like because I am who I am, I started hanging out with like music hipsters and nerds, like the 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 snobs, and of course they were not, they were very white, all of them, and it was like it was pretty easy to say like man, mo money mo problems sucks, because when it was 1997, Puff Daddy was the biggest superstar in the world, 
He was the biggest name in the world. He was the Drake of 1997. And it was like pretty common consensus that Puff Daddy sucked. If you were like a snob, like, uh, you know, to be fair, he wasn't a very good rapper. This is, I mean, like that's, yeah, it's sort of interesting. I, I listened to the track a couple of times in a row. And one of the big questions that you have to ask is, because I have the same memory as you, mm-hmm. which is that Puff Daddy, yes, it's true, in case you weren't alive or were very young, was this enormous star. And generally speaking, everyone I knew thought that he was one of the worst rappers in the game. And a, just a, just terrible at it. And also a bad producer is a thing people would say, too. It's like, oh, he just, you know, stole someone else's, like, an obvious hook. And, uh, you know, he's the Black Eyed Peas of 1997. So it's like, oh, we just stole someone else's song and added some beats to it. But in hindsight, I think he was a pretty good uh, pretty good producer. I liked the way he used samples. I think most of his beats were pretty good. Yeah, I don't, I think that it really, people were just sour because he's, because, you know, I think we can say safely in 2020, he's still a, a terrible rapper. <laughs> yeah. He's like that one. Like, hasn't. He, he, I don't like, I don't find myself feeling we treated Puffy unfairly <laughs> as far as rap game period. Like the guys, I, I, we can look at the lyrics line by line. Like yeah. the lyrics are okay. The rhymes are okay, but the man has got no presence and yeah. he has got no flow, none, <laughs> zero, zip. Like, truly, like, there's just this thing that, like, you know, people, like you said about Dre, you know, some people will talk about him primarily as a producer and talk about how he didn't write his rhymes, but he did have flow. Absolutely he did, 100%. Yeah, just, Not the best flow I've ever heard in my life, but he had it. Yeah, just great delivery. I, great delivery from Dre versus Puffy, I... You know, I've always accepted that Puffy was a bad rapper because that's what I'd always heard. But like a couple of years ago, I was like, I'll be missing you came on and I was listening to it. And I was like really listening to it for the first time. And I was like, wow, Puff Daddy really was just terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's like going to a bar mitzvah and being like, well, my name is Danny and I'm here to say (laughs) like that's that's the kind of level of like skill he's got you know yeah uh i just i yeah i don't know what to say about it like it was it was also easy to make fun of mace at the time too but i'm a, I'm a little uh i feel a lot kinder to mace in hindsight than uh than i do puffy well mace is very loose yeah in in and what he does you know what i mean like i think that it's you could make an argument one way or the other right Either, like, he's got this kind of loose flow, and that's the point, or he's lazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he, that's, he was, and, and I, don't, I don't have a good answer for that question. I leaned a little bit more towards, I kind of felt like he was kind of lazy as a rapper, but that's also because, again, we're, like, comparing him with Biggie and Tupac and Dre. Well, yeah, he was Puff, a... And Puff Daddy. He was a mumble rapper before mumble rap was a thing. right. But so like, in that way, he kind of comes out looking a little bit cleaner. He looks a little bit fresher. I definitely know all the word the the opening verse of Mo Money Mo Problems, and you know that's all Mace. Like who's hot, who's not, who sell it on the stores, who jewels got rocks, who dropped the new drop, and okay, maybe I don't know it like verbatim, but 
like there's a there's a Drake song where he just like raps the entire thing, just steals the entire verse verbatim, and it was like, man, that's right. All these lines are still good. Thank you, Drake. Yeah, it's not uh, like it's not bad, and that's the thing is that that track starts off really strong. And the other thing I can say is that even though obviously Biggie was not around. There is a, a natural flow from lyric to lyric mm-hmm. that I think is a little bit, well, it's a little better in that way, I suppose. Like, I can feel the camaraderie, I guess, mm-hmm. is what I would say. And part of that is also the music video where, like, Puffy and Mace are having a good time, like, floating around and such in their in their puffy, shiny outfits. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's fun. Like, I believe that they're having a good time and that takes that song and elevates it in a very real way. Yeah, for all the talk that, you know, like Sean Combs was exploiting Biggie's death, but I I did get the sense that he genuinely liked and respected the man. I just, you know, like, let's just say what, what it is. Puffy's part of that song uh, leaves my ass flizzat. <laughs> It, that that could be a, a one of his lyrics. I don't know because I don't know any of the lyrics of that, that uh, particular uh, verse. Biggie, Biggie, Biggie says um, Flizat. Okay, and it's and because it comes from him, it works. <laughs> uh, whereas if it had come from somebody else, it perhaps would not have. But like, so let's just. I mean, let's talk about that 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 Biggie part of the track though, because it's yeah. tremendous. It's fucking amazing. He, I mean, like whatever. I, you know, if someone wants to get mad, my opinion is if you've got to, if I have to put my hand on my heart in hindsight and in 2020 and say who is the better rapper between Tupac and Biggie, it's got, for me, it's Biggie. I think I am, I think I'm going to agree. And like, and that's not like, it's a, it's not, if your, your preference it depends like like how you're what what it is that you want out of a rapper could flip you the other way like that's not saying like Tupac there's no shame in the game like the man yeah. is also phenomenal like truly one of like the like a groundbreaking most important rappers in history period like that's not I'm not trying to say anything bad about him at all but man with history going back and listening to these tracks again with somewhat fresh ears you know, with like trying to set my nostalgia for that time period aside, man, Biggie is just like, I don't, a God, like legitimately like a deity of rap. Like he just is elevated beyond almost anybody I think that's ever lived. He's so good. It's just so Mm -hmm. effortless. And I know it's not, I know there's effort. Like he clearly worked hard at it, but like, Everything just feels like it came out of him like like it was just divine inspiration 24-7 coming out of his mouth. Like, he's just an unbelievably talented guy. No, yeah, he he wrecked the mic. And that Mo Money, Mo Problems is probably one of his best verses. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And, like, and that's really, that's really fucking saying something, man. Like, to say that, like, it is arguably better than fucking hypnotize? <laughs> Holy shit. But it could be. You could really make that argument and hypnotize is like, whew, holy fuck, what a track. Well, can I ask you this? Which has the better video? Uh, both hype, think both hype Williams. Which, both yes. hype Williams masterpieces. Yep. Um the thing is it's apples and oranges, isn't it? Yeah. 
I don't think I can really pick. Like, I love the idea of, like, what if Mad, Ma- Mad Max, but, like, it's Compton. Uh, I tell you what, I've lived out here for a, a month now, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to, California's going to start looking like that video any time shortly. Whew. You <laughs> the, said that. The sky was but- a... The sky was the same color as it is in this video because of the, the fires. Uh, shake it, shake it. <laughs> bit. Uh, yeah, it's, um, yes. I mean, that video is very cool, um, and it's got a really distinct style. I love More Money, More Problems. Just Like I said, it's just fun. It's funny. Like, Mace, like, coming out in that suit that don't fit him. Like, <laughs> Mace, you know what I mean? Like, with, 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 with a finger up on his ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, and, like... Puff Daddy, like, pretending that he's Tiger Woods, and then, like, thanking Biggie <laughs> for, like, for that shot. Like, he's yeah. like, you know, I just, it's just so funny. I'm like, yes, thanks to my dead friend for helping me win this game of golf. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's so wacky that I, I love it. Like, anybody else, like, I understand why, like you said, people say that, like, maybe was Puffy X plating, um, his friend and if he was i you can't say he didn't care you can't say he didn't love that man like i don't i would not believe you i don't accept that um so you know when he makes those jokes it's kind of like i can hear biggie thinking that's hilarious i can hear biggie laughing you know what i mean well uh, another thing about puffy and his uh, work as a producer like there's a scene in uh the biggie movie which i have seen Mm. notorious where he's like complete playing is like no no puffy i don't want to rap over these you know soft beats i was like no no it'll work trust me and they make juicy and like someone pointed this out in the comments i'm gonna steal their 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 thought but um puff daddy had like a real knack for finding like these perfect radio hooks that could get played without like sacrificing biggie's cred like biggie remains awesome no matter what he's rapping over well, yeah, well, that's kind of the nice thing about being that guy, right? It's like yeah. um, uh, the comparison I always make is that um, when I used to go to conventions all the time, you'd see that um, the really smart actors that had a big fan base, you know, like James Marsters, for example, James Marsters who plays Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I hope you, like, if you hear this, James Marsters, this is a compliment, this thing that I'm about to say about you. He's got a guy who's his buddy, and I think he's his rep or his agent or something, who is always with him at cons. And that guy is the bad guy. So when James doesn't want to deal when a fan's being weird or when fans can't get off his ass, Mm -hmm. James gets to be the nice guy, and the bad guy is like, everybody fuck off. He doesn't actually say that, but he's very stern and pushes people away. I've seen many cons. It's always the same guy. And James has to go, I'm sorry, folks, he's the boss, got to go. You know what I mean? And so I think Biggie kind of had that same thing where, like, Puffy was the boss, so he'd be the one that would be like, we're going to lay your stuff over this track. And even if it was something that, like, people would be like, this is kind of corny, like, Biggie could just be like, I mean, he's the boss, you know? And people would be like, ah, that's true. So, like... Puffy could be both a hype man for him, but also kind of like take some of that battle damage <laughs> so that Biggie doesn't have to. It's a funny thing. I think I'm, I've been slowly talking myself into switching sides here. I, 
Uh, isn't no, that interesting? I really, I, I had, so this is the thing is I had to, because I was so West Coast rap growing up that I kind of, to take the East Coast side, I had to really fucking think about it. You know, it's a funny thing. I, I firmly believe that Biggie had lots of thoughts about money and the problems it came with. And uh, Pac, Pac, it's funny, he's like, he's like the representative for California now because he wasn't a Californian. He was a, he's from Baltimore. Dre was the Californian. Yep. I, but let me say this. I do believe he loved California, much like I love California, having lived here a full month. Like, <laughs> no, you have I any mean, good pizza while you're out there, by the way? Any yes, good I, California? Yes, I have. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> Everybody hate Todd. He hates New York pizza. You're the biggest monster to ever live. You know what? Let me say this. East Coast pizza is better than West Coast pizza. That I have absolutely no questions about in my life. Never have I had a doubt. Oh man, we're we're gonna get shot over this. Like pizza versus pizza. <laughs> yeah. This is the <laughs> we're switching West West Coast, East Coast pizza beef. <laughs> Possibly pizza with beef. But <laughs> Yes. No, but I, I, I firmly believe Tupac took to LA pretty well and I I like this place too. I mean, there have been several fires since I've been here, and this, the air has smelled kind of funny, but... Everything's on fire, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean we, we know how to party. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. Gosh, all right. Is there anything that you want to call out lyrically I, I, from either of these songs before we uh, do the three questions? Uh, like I, I can't, I couldn't possibly pick a favorite line from it from either of these songs. Like it's just they're except for the the puffy the puffy verse in the middle of Mo Money Mo Problems. Every line of either of these songs is good. Do you think Do you think California Love goes on a little too long? Um, because I, I some people believe that I don't. I but. I uh, some I guess if you listen to it over and over and over again. You know, like I said, the thing is that, like, there's so much Troutman because it feels like they're putting the social distance between <laughs> Dre, Dre and Pac. So I guess in a way I feel like there was just a, like not that there's anything wrong with it. I just think it's a little bit of a less is more. I would have just a little less. Make the song 15 to 30 seconds shorter. And I think it's perfect. That's my opinion. Well, I mean, they had to get in every single California city. What I mean, and they still miss a couple. Where's Where's Fresno? No shout out to Fresno or Bakersfield or Barstow, Lodi. Where are their songs? I mean, Lodi has a song, but I don't know. Maybe who's the Billy Joel of <laughs> California? Whoever that is, will do it. All right. Well, you want to do the the, the questions? It's the sure. questions, y'all. It's the questions, y'all. Yeah. Um. All right. Question number one. One of these, God, oh no. I just Ugh. realized what this first question was and how impossible it's going to be to answer. Okay. Uh. One and only one of these songs can perpetuate in the, in the mind of humankind. The other will be lost to history. It will be as though it never existed. What, for the sake of all of us, of these two songs, must continue, must persist? Oof. Oh, man. Okay, now, first off, like I said... There are many songs that are competing to be the Biggie song. But California Love towers so much farther over even all the Tupac songs that people love. Brenda's Got a Baby is nowhere close. Keep Your Head Up's nowhere close. Uh, Hail Mary's not close. Like, 
California Love towers above all. So, like, I have no idea how Tupac would be seen now without that song, like, leading the path for his legend. On the other hand, has there ever been such a useful phrase as Mo Money, Mo Problems? Just as a well, concept. I mean, Just put succinctly like that. But there's also, isn't there a money, isn't there a movie called that? Oh, Mo- and did the movie take it from the track? I've never seen Mo Money. That's, is that okay. Charlie Sheen in that? I, I don't know. So I don't Charlie really Sheen, know. Charlie Sheen, Damon if, Wayans, right? Am I right? I, maybe, I, it's been a minute, but what I'm saying is, would the, would that phrase exist without the song? I feel like it would. Maybe not as big. I don't know. Gosh, it's really weird. Like, cause I love Keep Your Head Up. I love Changes. Like, mm-hmm. It's interesting because California Love is the quintessential Tupac track, but like, I like I I get around. Fucking love that track. <laughs> you know, I mean, like that's kind of like goofy fun, but like I love that side of of Pac very yeah. much. So you know, it's hard for me to to really say, but I feel like for the sake of it, we should actually answer it and and accept our punishment, whatever that may be. Do you have? Do you feel like you can make a choice? I'm I'm gonna sacrifice more money, more problems. That's painful <sighs> to me. But I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. Gosh, it really yeah. It just it just boils down to the fact that yeah, like there are these other tracks of Biggie's that are just incredibly great, and that's okay. Like you know, like I'll I'll always have hypnotize and Big Papa like these things. You know, like I'll I'll live. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, but it is really hard. I'm very sorry, Biggie. If from beyond, yeah. you are a listener. For for what it's worth, I really yeah. like Biggie's California song too. Going back to Cali, which I, which I think is also a Troutman song. Maybe. Like, oh my gosh! I just realized that the so here's here it is. We're gonna get out of trouble right now. We've yeah. agreed that it's California Love because we all know that Tupac is still alive, <laughs> and I don't want to fuck with him. That's that's it. right. Okay. Question number two. Wow, this is maybe again. This is like one of those examples where like this this question kind of hits harder for me. You could be a fly on the wall for the process, soup to nuts, of seeing one of of, of and one, only one of these two tracks, which is the one that you want to be able to see. In this case, knowing that like you could sit and like watch these two of the greatest rappers to ever live, right at their peak. Yeah. Right before they are tragically taken from us, and also oh. to get kind of see like find out like like production stuff. Mm-hmm. California Love, I believe, has has some production drama. There was another producer involved that didn't quite get the credit. When I think about this, I'm thinking of Straight Outta Compton, the movie where like the death row period is. It's kind of shot like one of the the A24 elevated horror movies, just like just <laughs> bad vibes all around everywhere, like. I, I do want to see how bad Death Row got. Like what it was like what was the vibe? Well, and that's exactly the thing, right? Is that yeah. like my yeah, the strongest argument for it is is straight out of Compton because straight out of Compton yeah. is bullshit. That's a fuck, I mean like no like no offense, but like you know that like Dre was rewriting fucking history. <laughs> yes, he was. So, yes, I mean like part of it is certainly me thinking I would like to know what Dre is really like, what that period in his career was really like, no bullshit, but mm-hmm. for real, for real, like what was actually happening. Yeah, I, 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 I'd like to know what happened to The Chronic 2 and why it doesn't exist. I was looking for like any like concrete information of where that, what was going on there. I didn't find anything. 
Yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't care about it. It seems like it would be kind of fun that but part of the process of seeing more money, more problems is that you would, I think, to some degree have to, in effect, get a really good glimpse of what it was like for for Puff Daddy and and Biggie to be friends, like what that friendship was like. Mm-hmm. And that is appealing in like a feel good movie kind of way. Yeah. But uh, now nah, I'm going grim dark on this one. <laughs> this is a real fuck a Marvel movie. Like I want the Zack Snyder like grim dark misery of California Love's creation. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think okay, we're we're agreed on that one. Okay, wow. So. All right, so that's two for two for California. That's now it's starting to shift again. Yeah. All right. Now, oh my gosh. Again, this is maybe the most important the three questions have ever been. Yes. William Shatner, thespian, uh, hero to some, <laughs> starship captain, certainly, and musician, question mark, uh, can do a, a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two tracks. Which of these two must be shat upon? Woof. I, I mean, like, Shatner rapping is probably a bad... <laughs> It's just bad news to begin with. Let me I see. I mean, I've, I've seen... We're, we're, what's, we, what, we'll, he'll have seen, to censor I've seen, some I've of these. Seen, I've seen Free Enterprise, though. What's that? Really? All right. You've got, you've got, a, you've got a class assignment. Uh, it is watch the 1998 film. Actually, no, it's a 99 film, technically. Uh, Free Enterprise. Wherein two Star Trek nerds befriend William Shatner... And William Shatner wants to do Shakespeare as a rap, as a one-man show. It's really something else. But uh, it certainly makes me want and simultaneously not want this this question to be answered. (laughs) I don't know. So, like, here's, here's here's the thing. Well, he Shatner, can't really he can't really do either of these because he can't without say the, he can't massive say the censorship. N-word. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that which one of those is is easier? Which one uh, is going to get him in less trouble? Actually, you know what? Which one's going to get him in more trouble? That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want. Bill Shatner, you've been a shitty little right wing edgelord on Twitter for too long, and this is your punishment. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just reading the lyrics like now it's ninety five, and they clock me and watch me. Diamonds shining, looking like I robbed Liberace. Like he's he's lived in L.A. for a while. I'm, I'm sure he feels strongly about California. And I can I can totally see him. Like Pasadena, where are you at? Inglewood, Inglewood, always up to no good. But also, I believe You're, he has knows much about the problems of money and having it. Very true. Yeah. Very true. I, here's what I'll here's what I'll say. I would love to see if William Shatner could do Puffy's lyric better. <laughs> and for that reason alone, I'm going more money, more problems. I'm the D to the A to the DDY. No, you'd rather see me die than to see me fly. I call all the shots, rip all the spots, rock all the rocks. See? Uh, Instantly better. <laughs> Instant improvement. So that's it. So for me, it's more money, more problems. I I cuz William Shatner's a better rapper than Buff Daddy. <laughs> I said it. I, I think I'm going with California Love down the board. All right, a split decision. That's okay. That's yep. okay. All right. Well then, it's I think it's still kind of questionable. 
as to as to how it's going to play out. Yep. Let us hear what our listeners have to say. All right. Let's see. Gimpy B writes, I'm voting for Mo Money, not because of anything aesthetic. They're both great songs, but because I grew up in NYC in the 90s. And if I don't vote for Biggie, I'm pretty sure that 90s law says I'm never allowed to visit my friends and family there ever again. Is that true? Yeah. Well, you've said we've said it on the podcast now. You listen. Here's what happened. You, sir, or you, person, yeah, have said this thing. We have now read it aloud on a podcast. You are hoisted by your own petard because now it's true. It wouldn't have been true, but now it is. So I'm glad that you said it because otherwise you would never be able to see your family and friends again. Yep. All right. Circular logic. (laughs) What's next? Adam O'Donnell picked California Love because, quote, remember how big 6ix9ine's comeback felt was, how big 6ix9ine's comeback felt when he was out of jail this year? Imagine that, but for an actual artist, and multiply that with the hottest producer in the world. You just have one of the greatest party jams ever made. I was like, yeah, 6ix9ine was huge getting out of jail this year, and he sucks. Like, I can't imagine the, like, I wasn't paying attention to him, so I can't imagine the hype when Tupac got out of jail. Yes, I do. Um, I do believe that that Dre should, in fact, despite Dre's my woes and, and conflict with Dre, um, to 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 borrow one of his own um, one of his own bars, um, I think that um, he should uh, make Six Nine bow down to the flow. <laughs> yeah, Six Nine just did an interview where he was comparing himself with Tupac and. <laughs> Well, you know, he's like, you know, people forgave Tupac. Tupac went to jail. I went to jail. It's like, and the interviewer was like, yeah, but like Tupac had a lot of socially conscious lyrics. Also, Tupac was good and and you suck. Did that person actually say that? Not maybe not in those words, but like that person, whoever that is, I, I applaud them. I wish they had go- I wish they had gone full Kurt Loder versus Jewel. On that. <laughs> That's what should have happened. You don't listen. Six nine has gotten has nothing to say. There's no comparison to be made between him and Tupac. Oh, you both went to jail. A lot of rappers go to jail. A lot of black men go to jail. I, you know what I mean? Like we're not. Yeah. I don't. What is it? What does that mean? Other than we live in an unjust society. <laughs> Get fucked. Get out of here with that. Sorry. Pardon. Yeah. Pardon me. That's. But that that makes me like actually angry. <laughs> Congrats. You made me mad. You mad, bro? Yes. Yeah. All anyway. Right. All right. What else have we got? Jackson Redisell writes, "As a Georgia boy, I'm putting in. I'm putting my vote in for Rosa Parks by Outcast." Oh, <laughs> well, as, as Our, I, I started this third party shit. That's on me. <laughs> yeah, as a Virginia Beach kid, uh, I, I guess I got to go with "Grinding by the Clips." That's mine. So, all right. I don't know. Are there any rappers in Jersey? No, no. <laughs> Come back to me when we do a Sky episode. All I'm to say. <laughs> Nia Ravel writes, I'm not an American, so all I know about the Coast Wars was, according to this, the East Coast has golf and the West Coast has the Thunderdome. So in my book, the West Coast is the best coast. I mean, do you want to be in the Thunderdome? <laughs> do you? As I got to tell you, we're about two months away. <laughs> and I'll, I've never played golf in my life and I'm ready for the back nine. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> all right. Jesse Alora writes, California knows how to party as long as it's not a gender reveal party. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I feel like our listeners 
that don't hate me have yeah. really keyed, have figured out a way to, to please me specifically. <laughs> Thank you for that comment. Oh, man. Apparently, they know how to party because uh, with the gender reveal party, because that's a fucking party that's going to engulf the state. Everyone gets to know the, the gender of your baby. Yes, if if you by that you mean the gender is a forest fire. <laughs> yes. You know what? Gender is a forest fire. Take that. All right. I think we're done with the, the comments. <laughs> okay. All right. right. I I think I already know how this plan, this panned out, but go ahead. Break my heart. All right. Let me just go to the poll and pull up the numbers because I forgot to write them down. Good job. For a total of... 330 to 147. That is a 73% win. The Golden State is the champion. California love. That's insane to me. And I say that as it really should like, have been. It should have been tighter, in my opinion. Yeah, but yeah. I get it. I, I think the California love is just stood the test of time. Yeah, you I mean that's a 10 much out of 10 more often. And I, I think it was Puffy. I think that was the deciding factor. I should have picked a song without Puffy on it. Ah. Eh. It's fine. I mean, he's he's inexorably a, a part of Biggie's career. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, you could have gone Junior Mafia, I guess, if you wanted to, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe one where Puffy isn't quite so prominent. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it did have an impact. Yeah, I mean, I think if it was, like, Hypnotizer or any of those other tracks we talked about, maybe it would have been a different story. But, you know, it was, you had multiple people on the track, you had multiple people on the track. I, You know, I don't think it's... Yeah. It's it's I don't I don't think it's the worst matchup of all time, but I do think that that's probably why it turned out the way that it did, and that makes me a little sad in my heart. But it's uh, okay. Biggie killed twice. It's a tragedy. Oh man, <laughs> don't say that. Okay, don't be saying that stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, you ready for uh, next week's or whenever we do this again? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I know that I'm not ready, but go ahead because this is. I'm gonna spoil it. This is a we're doing a country music episode, aren't we? Yeah, uh, we've got we've got a ringer for this. So if you don't have any uh, opinions about this within the next two weeks, we'll we can cover for you. But next uh, next episode, we are doing "Dirt Road Anthem" by Jason Aldean versus "Cruise" by Florida Georgia Line. Means absolutely nothing to me, but I oh. can <laughs> I can I can always research. Oh uh, man, and, I got uh, I got some links to you, especially to uh, the Nelly version versus the Ludacris version. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, well, I won't have any nostalgia for it, and I suppose that that's good. Yeah, this I feel bad for the people who have nostalgia for these songs. I uh, fascinating. Anyway, yes, we should probably have a ringer come in because there will be a limit to what I can say. <laughs> Maybe I just won't show up at all, and then many people can celebrate. Uh, but you know, we'll see. As always, by the way, please support us on iTunes or Spotify or where on Patreon or wherever. People would support us. I don't know. Toss us a dollar and we'll uh, give you bonus episodes. Yep, we do bonus episodes. This this month we're going to be recording about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep, you voted. I, I have got a lot of thoughts about it. And, uh, and yeah, if you want to be able to choose one of those, you could pay. As of right now, we're doing $5. By the way, I'm going to put it out there as a possibility for people. We've got a lot of choices now, and one of the ways that we've dealt with the volume of choices is that we've made it to the poll last a little bit longer. I put it to you this way, people who are paying the $5 to be part of this specifically, and feel free to comment, tweet, however you want to communicate to us. How would you feel about it being a larger dollar amount 
going forward so that it would decrease, likely, the total number of options. This, again, is not for us to make more money, but to reduce the no- – it's the it's a balance issue. We haven't decided we'll do this, but as people that actually listen to the podcast, I think it's probably great and it would be helpful for you to weigh in and see if you think that'll – be something that'll benefit and talk about how much it bothers you that there are as many options if it bothers you at all anyway that's the thing that's the thing that we're thinking about the podcast is always moving always evolving always changing all right thank you thank you so much we'll see you next week or next episode goodbye